where nobody knows your name is not filmed before a live studio audience. Ho, 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 and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a cheers podcast. What a festive episode we have today, John. I know, I cannot wait, James. It's been so long since we've had a Christmas episode on, on Christmas about. I think as close as we'll get to Christmas for a while. And what a Christmas episode it is. <laughs> we've done Thanksgiving in the summer. We've done Halloween in the spring. We're getting Christmas and Christmas, James. It's exciting. And at the end of this episode, we'll have a special announcement for you. A special Christmas announcement. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this episode, James. It's such a nice one. It's so wholesome. It's too wholesome for cheers, John. I can't take it. <laughs> Let's kick off with some facts, James. Christmas facts? No, no, like episode facts. The deets, the, the admin, let's, you know. Oh, the Christmas admin. Uh, just everything can be Christmassy if you want it to be. <laughs> this episode is called Christmas Cheers. It aired on the 17th of December, 1987. Was directed by James Burroughs and Thomas LaFaro, a nice double act for the season. Mm-hmm. Written by Cherie Eichen and Bill Steinkellner. I tell you what, they they wrote a good episode here. There's some jeopardy in it, not like last week, uh, and there's <laughs> some Christmas cheer. And I tell you what's nice, they kick off James with everyone gathered around the telly as Christmas should be, just as family traditions are, and they're watching It's a Wonderful Life. Which uh, immediately I thought, oh, this is a nice, wholesome film for them to watch. But I guess they don't agree around the bar. Carla goes, not this corny thing again. It's on every year. Woody loves it. Woody can't get enough. <laughs> well, not only is it on every year, it seems to be on repeat all Christmas season. And I think the, the station is titled It's a Wonderful Month with back to back. It's a wonderful life for like, I assume the whole Christmas period. I mean, I, I used to work in a cinema, James, and they'd play the trailers on repeat and I hated it because you'd be working and it would go on an hour-long cycle. So I can imagine Carla's disdain when she's having to watch It's a Wonderful Life in the Bar for like the 50th time in, in a week. But hey, I've, I've hit off the Christmas period with a, a negative there. Oh, yeah, you, you, little scro- <laughs> you little Scrooge, you go suck on your humbug. But uh, excuse me, <laughs> but um, we find out that this uh, this sort of negative energy Carl is giving is really a ploy because by the end of the film they're all weeping with Christmas cheer because it's such a sentimental film. But as they all start singing "Old Lang Syne," the uh, the whole bar is sort of gushing to what is referred to as the gooeyish part. Let's segue into the opening of this episode because it starts with the line, good afternoon, all you warm-hearted and generous people. And then they just say, what's in the box? This is the cliff. What's in the box? Um, (laughs) Not a Christmas film, that one. Cliff has a box that he wants to gather food for the homeless or the unemployed or something. He's not really sure. (laughs) It's a can drive and he's trying to fill up a box of canned goods to give to charity, but his uh, skewed motives really just want a free trip to Disney World. The happiest place on earth? (laughs) Yeah, allegedly. He can't wait to hang out with the Pirates of the Caribbean and Mr. Toad. Interesting. Which Disney character would you like to hang out with? I don't know. I, I I don't know any of the rides. I think the Pirates of the Caribbean's ride was always probably a good one. I like rum. <laughs> Do you think it's like a like a Cadbury World deal where you get a bottle of rum on entry? What Cadbury World have you been to? No, no, like they give you chocolate on entry. <gasps> oh, I see. I thought you got given rum, and I, I was six when I went to Cadbury World. I don't remember <laughs> being given rum. Well, anyway, uh, 
Cliff gets put in his place a little bit when uh, he reveals his intentions and someone says, boy, and they made such a fuss out of Mother Teresa. It's good that he's doing something charitable at Christmas time. You know, it's the, it's the time of goodwill to all. Well, we'll see how, how far that charity gets him because, you know, you got to do stuff with good intentions. It's a wonderful life taught us anything, you know. Let's carry those messages through this. Following Cliff entering the bar, Rebecca enters the bar as well and she's sort of dressed up for Christmas cheer. It was a nice green dress. Green is festive, yeah. She's just come from uh, the, the staff Christmas do, which I don't understand why no one else was there. But Oh, it's not. It's because it's for the higher ups, the corporate business people with Evan Drake. And that sparks a, a few jabs at her, saying, uh, did she have any fun under the mistletoe? She didn't get her goose cooked, is, is, what, uh, <laughs> is what Sam says. Which um, I find interesting, because Drake is also a type of poultry. Is it? Yeah, it's a male duck. Oh, the, the classic. <laughs> <laughs> the classic one. I like it. Did you start that off with, which I find amusing, because it's also a poultry. I think you're the only person who found that amusing, James. I was like... Poultry. Everyone uh, else went, oh, what more poultry is a Drake? Well, I'll, at least I'll know next time I'm at the park. Drake is what you'll shout. Evan is what you'll call them. <laughs> We're like, what, why did you call it Evan? It's like, I've named it after a recurring Cheers character, obviously. <laughs> Which I'm yet to see. We speculated. You and Troy got to see him. I have not yet. You've not discussed an Evan Drake episode. But, you know, the mystery lives on for me. To you, he's... Like the ghost at the feast, you know, he's there, but people acknowledge him, but John's not discussed him yet. But uh, I tell you what Rebecca does bring, she doesn't bring good tidings, she brings news that the the schedule for the Christmas period is out, and they're all going to be working on Christmas Eve. But it's Christmas Eve! A classic Scrooge move. But she does say, you know, she isn't just sort of stiffing them with it, she's going to be working herself. Well, that's something. Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal. But I tell you what, they're getting paid double and uh, she kind of talks into the benefits of it. The only person I feel for really is Woody. Oh, because he, well, he made his choice a while back as to staying in Boston for mm. Christmas. Yeah, because he's in a festive play. Yeah, I know. He's, it's uh, since a couple of weeks ago, caught the acting bug. I think it's a shame we didn't get to see him to do any Christmas acting in this. You being you done any Christmas acting? That's, yep, that's what I'm going with. Uh, you done any Christmas <laughs> acting? <laughs> Not since like primary school nativities, no. What about yourself, James? Pantomimes. What, what Which pantomimes have you done? Oh, many. Uh, but, but like original ones. Like, oh. Like written by, by playwright up near where my parents live. So Ali, Barbara and the four thieves lots of wordplay in there i think i know where your love of puns come from <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that was my first one in 2005 six so a, a long stint of, of yeah. uh, how many, uh, yearly for a long time yeah for uh, six years at, at least yeah wow i mean i hope you do on uh, in the coming years james well uh, maybe i will maybe i won't uh. <laughs> not this season <laughs> that's a that's a that's a christmas tease for you <laughs> well, i tell you what woody woody's got that going so he's committed to staying in boston carla she gets the perk of not having to see her kids on christmas eve i think sam's just pleased to be paid double yeah well carla's lumped all her kids with i assume their respective fathers yeah and she'll see eddie on the day yeah i assume that anthony and annie have their own christmas plans 
Yeah, I think well, the, the main thing is that they've all organised their Christmases because they're going to work on Christmas Eve. And we do cut to Christmas Eve and we get to see a fairly empty bar. There's one boy, though, sticking around. <laughs> and of course, it's uh, it's Al. He won't know when to leave. Uh, like he's He's been apparently nursing one pint all night and he, he's reluctant to leave. Just like Mother Teresa, cause, for she was a nurse. <laughs> I was wondering what you meant there. That's got very confused. Yeah. Because <laughs> she loved a drink. Yeah, she nursed a drink. Um, or Florence Nightingale. Florence Nightingale was a nurse, more accurately, yeah. But they put a little bit of a plan in place where Carl is essentially going to boot him out and they're going to give their presents to each other because Sam, Woody and Carla have all got some presents for each other. And as this plan goes into motion, Woody says, oh, this, this present's for uh, Mrs. Howe. Ooh. Sam doesn't like that revelation. Yeah, I better give her my present now, too. You you gave Rebecca a present? You don't even like her. What are you doing? It's a Christmas tradition, Sam. It's called kissing up. <laughs> yeah, besides, I'd sure feel like a doofus if I didn't get anything from Miss Howe and she got all those wonderful presents for us. Oh, man. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's your classic Christmas conundrum. <laughs> which sends Sam on a mission to find a present on Christmas Eve. Essentially, probably past closing time for most of the places. Almost midnight. Like, I'm surprised that when he goes out, you know, places are just closing. Well, yeah, so that, that, that's what happens. He's on a sort of snowy road, uh, approaching shops which are turning their clothes signs as he's about to go in. What's he going to do, James? Well, he's going to sit in the snow in despair. Uh, but before <laughs> that is solved... Cliff is collecting cans and he's trying to beat Walt Twitchell. Classic Walt. That's just a little update as to what's happening in the bar while Sam's outside trying to find a suitable Christmas present. Also in the bar, Lilith and Fraser turn up for some good Christmas cheer. I say good Christmas cheer. Fraser has his normal Christmas. What do you call it? Scrooge? <laughs> Scroogeosity. Fraser, I think, he's cynical, but I think because he's very scientifically driven. He also goes on a kind of anti-consumerist rant, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Which is uh, really, really thrown off by uh, Lilith coming in, saying Merry Christmas in every language she knows, and then giving presents to everyone. Buon Natale, Feliz Navidad, Why you know well, Merry Christmas and Shalom. They've also got presents for everyone, including Sam, and Sam hasn't bought for them which furthers the problem. But he doesn't seem to care about that too much. He says he'll give it to them next week. (laughs) Fraser goes, yes, or whenever you have time to actually buy us one. But amongst Sam's panics, trying to buy stuff, you mentioned he was, he's on the floor in the snow, presentless. What appears, James? Who appears in front of him? Be you an angel? I don't know why I said it like that. But yeah, (laughs) that's it. It does echo It's a Wonderful Life when he's on the bridge. And was it Clarence? Is that the name of the angel in It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, I don't know. We're going to call it Clarence. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's like, very much like that moment where he's on the snow, looks surprisingly warm, mm. despite being so, sat in the Boston snow. And he looks up at this woman with flowing blonde hair, and he's like, you're here to save me. And she goes, yeah, I got lots of presents. And she has wings, John. Well, I, I thought she looked at, she mirrored quite a lot of similarities of Diane, which I thought was a bit, she, she appears in a close-up first. Which is very jarring anyway for Cheers. And it is a bit of a sort of, uh, not a surreal kind of sequence, but we've seen a couple of dream sequences in Cheers before. And they normally break the sort of 
convention of sitcom filming, like the multicam filming. So I thought this was a dream at first. And it plays out a bit like one, where there's sort of a very surreal aspect to it. Did you think he was going to wake up and it was going to be revealed to be like the start of Christmas Eve? And he was like, guys, I've learned a lesson. I have to prepare. I have to love my friends. Here, have all the presents you can find. And you go, oh, you're all right, Sam. <laughs> I don't know what I thought was going to happen. But I tell you what I didn't think was going to happen, James. I didn't think that she was going to then, like, give him presents to give the people. Yeah, she's got a whole ton of presents. On Christmas Eve. She's even went out on Christmas Eve to buy stuff for herself. This woman is, is interesting. <laughs> I tell you what, James, is, is now a good time to talk about the cast? Some of them, but we have a whole ton more because Norm has his own story going on. Oh yeah, of course. Let's dip into that first then, because Norm has a bit of a side hustle this festive period. Side hustle is a, is a good way to put it. Norm is a mall Santa. I'm just trying to think of a better way to describe it, but that's what it is. He's went to Santa school and got his license for the winter. Jolly old Saint Norm. I think he'd make a good Santa. I think he'd make a fantastic Santa. Want to know a little known fact about George Went and Santa? Did he play Santa? <laughs> Krause Grammer would later play Scrooge in A Christmas Carol the Musical in 2004. Mm-hmm. George Went would play Santa Claus in Merry In-Laws <laughs> in 2012, opposite Shelley Long as Mrs. Claus. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's some good facts, James. <laughs> Lovely festive facts. Oh, oh, I feel full like I've had a whole turkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, off the back of that, well, let's continue with George Wentz. He's initially a little bit um, ashamed of being a, a mall Santa, and he tries to cover it up. And then afterwards, he, he after he goes to his shift, he comes back in full Santa attire, not only uh, by himself, but accompanied by a flock of Santas. What's the collective noun for Santas? A grotto? A grotto is a, a grotto of Santas. That's I'll accept that. That's that's the official term now. And they all just have pints because they they've done the winter. They're fine now. They can stop pretending to be Santa. And from there, not only are there loads of Santas in the bar, but just as Carl is going to kick Al out, he says, "I can't go. My friends are going to arrive." And then a flock of owls come in as well, or owl esque people. They all come to meet him in cheers. The bar's buzzing on a, on a Christmas Eve. Ah, uh, look at Al's little happy face. As they yeah. just go, Merry Christmas, Al. Here's lots of presents just for Al. Yeah, do you know what? If Sam stuck out at Cheers, he probably would have grabbed a present to give. Yeah. This one is cologne. This <laughs> one is Werther's Originals and Slippers. Well, I tell you what, James, uh, Sam makes uh, makes a friend out of his... Uh, his f- festive friend. His festive friend that he bumps into. And uh, he brings her back to Cheers because he's going to go back to her place afterwards, essentially. Uh, for Christmas. For Christmas. <laughs> Sam, you what you like. So the bar is full and it's full of lots of new guests, lots of new faces, James. And I think now might be the perfect time to look at the naughty and nice list, can we say? Ooh, yes. That's a festive spin. After all of them, I want you to tell me naughty or nice, John. Okay. I'll leave the Santa duties up to you. I, I'll just recite the list like a, like a dutiful <laughs> like a dutiful elf with no responsibility. All I'll right. try my best. <laughs> B.B. Neweth is Dr. Lilith Sternen. Not your nice. Nice. She comes in with presents. She's Shalom. <laughs> Faris Navadas. Nice. Faris Navadas. Jane Medine as Tracy, Sam's, uh, Sam's Christmas angel. She also appeared in The Fall Guy, Trauma Center, Less Than Zero, Full House, and many others. Not your nice. 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 Because she gives Sam a present to give to someone else. 
That's true. Now we got a whole heap of Santas. Hope you're ready. <laughs> All right. Harry Fraser is Chris, you know, like like Stofferson or Chris Tingle for a festive thing. Harry Fraser is Chris. He also appeared in Batman, Hill Street Blues, Hunter, Night Court, Knott's Landing, and many others. A fair selection of his work included roles as some kind of Santa, such as Deep Intact, where he played Lunatic Santa. Not your nice. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> Michael Donovan O'Donnell as Santa number one. He also appeared in Paint Your Wagon, Angels Die Hard, Thor the Frigid Bird, Satan's Cheerleaders, Hot Ice, High Riders, Tinseltown, Dick Tracy, and The Twisted Tales of Felix the Cat, among others. Nice. Ah. Hal Havens as Santa number two. He also appeared in 21 Jump Street, Alf, Mad TV, Dragnet, Monk, ER, Parks and Recreation, How I Met Your Mother, Justified, Fear of the Walking Dead, Westworld, and many others. I'll go for nice. Uh, Another Santa, yeah. Joseph V. Perry as Santa number three. He also appeared in Crossroads, Man Without a Gun, Have Gun, Will Travel, The Twilight Zone, Rawhide, The Outer Limits, Gunsmoke, The Fugitive, The Monkeys, The Lucy Show, The Wild Wild West, I Dream of Genie, Bewitched, Bonanza, The Doris Day Show, Mash, Kojak, The Incredible Hulk, Night Court, Hill Street Blues, MacGyver, Murder, She Wrote, Seinfeld, and Everybody Loves Raymond, among many others. I'd say nice again, another Santa. You're very generous this Christmas. Oh, you wait till someone isn't nice, though. <laughs> Vincent Lucchese as Chris. He also appeared in The Incredible Hulk, Hill Street Blues, Night Court, Sisters, and many others. Uh, nice. Uh, Al Rosen as Al. Very nice. I think this might be your first uh, naughty, John. Roger Keller as Shopkeeper. This was his film TV debut. He also appeared in Matlock, Wings, The Nanny, Caroline in the City, Murphy Brown, Glee, and many others. A, a naughty. He saw a man in desperation. He could have let him in for a two-minute browse. Close the door. That naughty shopkeeper. And a little cameo, who we'll talk about later in the episode. We've got Catherine McNeil as a newscaster. She previously appeared in Season 6, Episode 2, as Joanne. Still Joanne, just credited as newscaster for some reason. Uh, I will say uh, indifferent, because I don't remember her in the episode. <laughs> indifferent. No presence for Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about her role in the episode when we get to it. So they're all there, all the Santas gathered in cheers. And Tracy, Sam's angel. And where do we move from here, James? I mean, I guess we should start with the the present giving because Rebecca comes out and she gives the presents to the rest of the, the gang. I mean, we never said Kirstie Alley, but I'd say naughty because the presents, they're rubbish. <laughs> Take that, Kirstie. <laughs> because she's been bigging up the fact that she's got presents to people. You know, it's just, it's corporate. Corporate merch. Yeah. Not good. But then Sam gives his present over thinking it is some earmuffs he got from Tracy. And Rebecca opens them. And what are they, James? Oh, they won't keep her ears nice and toasty, but they'll keep them lovely and shiny. For they are ear rings, not ear muffs. Diamond earrings. Diamond. Which, uh, which were intended for uh, Tracy's mother. There's a, what, what would you do in this structure? There's an A and B. You either take the earrings back, say it's a mistake, and move forward and, and, and just resolve the problem. Or drag it out. Make it worse and make nobody's happy then. I would say, look, Tracy, I accidentally gave Rebecca here the earrings. Can you, Tracy, go up and say, oh, sorry, I think Sam gave you this gift for my mother. Rebecca don't know Tracy. She's not going to get angry at Tracy. 
I would have just said it myself. I went, ah, sorry, there's been a mistake. Actually, Sam had the perfect get out clause because Rebecca says that she couldn't possibly accept the gift because it's too much. She's her, his boss and she couldn't accept the gift. And Sam's retaliation is, but I bought them for you. Oh, come on, Sam. <laughs> and he could have just went, I understand. And then grabbed the box and ran. <laughs> anyway, she goes, thank you, Sam, and keeps them. And not only does she do that, James, she invites him to her house later that evening. For a, not a nightcap, Sam won't have a nightcap, but, you know, a, a little, uh, what would you call it? A Christmas tipple. She'd show him her stockings is what Sam's thinking. Well, yeah, Sam's head's always going to a sleazy avenue. Exactly. At this point, I think is when Cliff returns, dejected. He has not won. Walt has won by one can of beans. Yeah, which, you know, fair play. Yep, just a single Christmas cannelloni. Is that a bean? I Maybe. Uh, I think it's pasta, but I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow, Woody emerges from the bar and says, Oh, Mr. Clavin, I've got you these two, two cans. When can I drop them off at the drive? And then Cliff goes, Ah! <laughs> and leaves, leaves cheers, carrying cans of food. I mean, surely you would accept the fact you had lost and that it had been counted. Well, yeah, if it's already been counted, yeah. His plan is to go in and just try and take a Disneyland, Disney World trip from uh, his rival and potentially his rival's family on Christmas Eve. Hmm. That they've already been told they've won. <laughs> yeah, Cliff is not being very festive. Not, not being Father Cliffmas this year. No, no, no. No one's really doing the right thing because Sam ends up buying the earrings off Tracy so that he can give them to Rebecca. And they cost half a grand, don't they? Yeah, $500. She seems a bit miffed by it. And he kind of, he starts to send her on a way pack him uh, until... Bye, Tracy. A bit like that. Until she makes a connection with Woody across the bar. Oh, it's adorable because they both... Tracy's going back to her mother, to her mother's place. And Woody's talking about... Oh, you got stuff in, and is it really dry? Yeah. Ooh, I like I like my stuff in dry. So much in common. <laughs> Arguably, though, a better match than her and Sam. Oh yeah, definitely. But then Sam has sort of freed himself up. He's guilt-free about the earrings because he's paid for them. And Rebecca and him are going to go to hers. And he tells Carla, which Carla finds hilarious. You let the sleaze get ahead of you, Sam. Because uh, in actual truth, there was a party at Rebecca's that everyone else was invited to already. And now she has invited Sam because of the earrings. Sam gone messed up. He dubbed himself in a bit. But you know what? He got what he deserved at the end of the day. And uh, you know, isn't that what Christmas is all about? <laughs> Uh, you know, just just a, an old man judging you as to how good you've been, and giving you giving you gifts according to to your moral worth. And in the cycle that is the Christmas period, it's a wonderful life comes to the end of its cycle again, as they all gather around to watch the best part, which is the end. This is after most of the Santas have left. They, oh, we haven't even touched on to. I tell you what, James, we'll come back to what could be the real Santa. Yeah, well, they've all. There, they're all kind of gathering, saying whether they should go to another bar, and you know. And then this this one guy, who is definitely the oldest, and I think has a genuine beard, he goes, "Well, I got an early trip tomorrow. I gotta gotta go now." And then leaves. Anyone remember that guy from no. class? I don't. Uh, it's me. I thought he was a friend of yours. No, no, no. no I came over with mine. No, I don't. No, I could swear you came. Wait, 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 now, wait, wait a second now. You don't suppose? Did you hear that? 
suppose it could be the wind, but it sounded like sleigh bells. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. I mean, seriously, there must be some explanation. Well, you think there actually could be? Oh, my wife's gonna kill me. I left the lights on in the station wagon again. Can one of you guys give me a jump? Yeah. Lilith, that was a miracle. Snowball, you've had too much snobs. No, no, I'm stone sober. It's, I mean, I know that's just some fat old guy with car trouble, but for half a second there, I actually believed in Christmas. And that, that hasn't happened to me since I was born. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> well, where do we go from here, James? We, everyone's gathered watching It's a Wonderful Life. At this point, Frasier goes, for a minute, I genuinely believed, and goes <laughs> off and play, plays some festive songs, and then It's a Wonderful Life comes on. And it's so wholesome, but we get breaking news. And this is the bit, the, the newscaster I had forgotten, James. The newscaster that John forgot. Delivering probably one of the best lines of the, uh, the episodes. This just into our newsroom. Boston Airport has been temporarily closed due to the presence of a berserk man on runway six, chasing an Orlando-bound plane and throwing what appears to be cans of Chinese food. <sighs> well, we know what Cliff's doing. Shame on you, Cliff, is all I'm saying. He's a madman, isn't he? He is. I think the only way that this episode could have ended in a, such a delightful way is them singing Old Lang Syne. I know. Such a Aww. such a nice sort of sincere way to end it. I mean, ended how it began. I got the warm and tinglies, John. Not only that, James, to do the cherry on top with Woody saying, God bless us, everyone. Oh. Christmas vibes. I was going to say, this episode is too wholesome. <laughs> Oh, I need, need something, need something savoury after that, uh, after all that sweetness, like Christmas cracker as a play on words. Well then, James, you're in luck because that was the uh, trivia bell. He used the door, he didn't use the uh, the chimney for this seasonal episode. And we've got some nice trivia questions for this episode. Do you want to kick off, James? As usual, before we open our letters, we have to give a shout out to our norms on Patreon. So this goes out to Treb Curry. If you want that special norm treatment, then check out our Patreon page for that and so much more. My first... Christmas question is what festive drinks are mentioned in the cold open? Oh gosh, I don't know. A snowball? That's the only Christmas drink I know. Well, we've had one before. I'll tell you, give you a clue. Malcolm was a fan. Oh man. Think think back, all the way back. Is it like a, a buttered rum? It is a hot buttered rum. Is there, are there any malt cider? Is that is that one of them? There's only two. The other one. An Irish coffee. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I would have thought you would have liked it because you like coffee and you're oh, Irish. I do like an Irish coffee. I'll uh, ask you the next one, James. We we talked about how Woody is in the production of A Story of Snow, but what role does he play? The King of Flakes. The King of Flakes. Sounds like an important one. Sounds like an ice cream dealer. Salesman. That's the word. <laughs> I like that. No, I like the ice cream dealer. That's that's better. Like a kingpin. Yeah. Who got Rebecca Christmas gifts? List all the people who got Rebecca gifts other than the main cast. The pretzel salesman. Yep. The beer distributor. Yep. A relief bartender. Yes. And there's one more. Uh, Woody and Carla. No, it's the guy she got fired after one day. Oh, <laughs> everyone, everyone wants to get her presents. Even though she's rubbish at giving them. 
Carla realises that she took her child to see Norm when he was dressed for Santa. But what did her child say of Santa Claus? He smells like the place where mummy works. Yeah. <laughs> what did Lilith get Sam as a Christmas gift? Oh, I'm not sure. I thought it was a strange gift, just because we've never seen Sam need such gift. Nice gift, I would have liked it, but I don't think I've never seen Sam need it. Don't don't think that helps. <laughs> I know, I was waiting for you to say it, because I have no clue. It's a mentholated pre-shave for tough beards. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Nah. A, uh, just as equally sort of uh, random gift, what does Woody get everyone? Oh, is it, it's a frame. Isn't it? It's a fancy frame. Yeah, it's an antique silver frame with a silhouette of their faces, their respective oh. faces in, that he hand cut out with their black velvet. That is lovely. He doesn't do things in halves, does he? No, he does not. <laughs> What's that? It's last call, special Christmas last call. We've got a special announcement, don't we? Yeah, I, I think I hear sleigh bells, James. And that's because Father Cliffmas, or Norm Peterson, dressed as Santa Claus, take your pick, have dropped off a, an extra special present for our patrons. That's right, bonus episode, James. Well, it's a bonus episode. It's a delightful bonus episode where all four of us, me, John, Troy and Barry, we gather around for some Christmas cheer while we play the Cheers board game. Hey. Yeah, I know. It's a, a deep cut that we've been wanting to play for a while and we're excited to do it in this festive season. The season of togetherness, board games and uh, probably some alcohol, I imagine. Oh, I'm bringing a, <laughs> uh, I'm bringing a keg. <laughs> ah, ginger, a carafe. A carafe of house whiskey. Yes. But, you yeah, know, I think what is Christmas without board games, really? Boring. <laughs> so if you're looking forward to listening to that episode, sign up over at our Patreon and that will be dropping today as well. So uh, we'll take our last call now, James, as we get a, a Christmassy, a festive drink. And uh, I mean, you mentioned them earlier. Should we, should we get a hot buttered rum and an Irish coffee? Uh, yeah, I think. What more is there to say except Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> You've been listening to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> and a Happy New Year.